everyone and welcome to yet another post-game show from Bavarian Podcast Works. This is I Need No Name and I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's 1-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain at the Parc des Princes, which was our first game of the Champions League knockouts in 2023. If I sound a little bit bored, that's because I am. I am honestly regretting my decision to stay up until 4am to watch that match because it was horrendous it was not a spectacle at all we have been talking about this match because look round of 16 draw takes place all the way back in november so we've been talking about this match basically since that long we talked about it through the world cup we talked about it at the beginning of the year and now we're talking about it again today and i can't believe that this is what we hyped it up to be because in the end it became just this horrible languid 1-0 game that no one is ever gonna rate among the classics of the Champions League because honestly it's just been what 15 minutes since the game ended and already most of the game has completely slipped from my memory because it was that forgettable but there are some talking points from the game that we should recap so I am gonna do that right now first of all let's start with the lineup Again, Julian Nagelsmann continues to defy expectations by doing exactly what he shouldn't, which is benching Thomas Muller. Yes, people will start groaning, oh, he's talking about Thomas Muller again. It's important, okay? PSG, they started with the worst lineup I could... I I cannot even describe what kind of diabolical thing Christoph Galtier put out there. He should be ashamed for what he did, because he had a 4-4-2, a flat 4-4-2 with... Messi and Neymar as the two quote-unquote strikers at the top to contain Bayern Munich in the first half. And containing is what they did because Bayern Munich lined up in a 3-2-3-1 or something like that. I, I can't describe the formation exactly because it was a back three and then you had Joao Cancelo on the right, Kingsley Coman on the left, Kimmich and Goretzka as the pivot, Leroy Sané and Jamal Muziala in front of them and Chupomoting as the lone striker. No Thomas Muller, as I said before. It was an extremely toothless game from Bayern Munich in the first half. PSG sat back. They did not do anything to get forward. There were moments where that kid, what's his name? Warren Zaire Emery, if I'm not mistaken, 16 years old, apparently extremely well-rated. Brazos already on the case or something like that. He had a few good passes to Neymar, which Neymar failed to capitalize on because he just does not have any pace left after so many injuries and at this stage of his career. So it did not amount to anything for PSG. But other than that, PSG just did not do anything. They just lay there and let Bayern Munich just run all over them. But Bayern, despite having a lot of possession, I would not characterize that as a dominant first half. Why? Because, well, we did not have any real threats on goal. We did not get any proper shots in. The only shot I can think of that Jean-Louis Daroma actually had to save was one by Kimmich going low along the ground far outside the box which he just had to catch like it wasn't really a dangerous shot or anything any goalkeeper would have stopped that and that was late in the first half other than that we did not trouble it at all and because of that like I know that people keep saying yes that first half was a masterclass by Nagelsmann no it wasn't PSG had the most open the most predictable the most boring the most Sorry, the least threatening setup possible. And what did Bayern Munich do? They wasted 45 minutes just aimlessly passing around, crossing to players who weren't there, and doing absolutely nothing to press their advantage when they could have. 
then you had the second half. Second half starts, Nagelsmann makes some substitutions, but not the substitution I wanted or anyone really wanted, but he did get rid of Joao Cancelo and brought on Alfonso Davies. This did pay dividends though, because later in the, around 10 minutes later or so, Davies crossed the ball into the box and Kingsley Coman there was tapping to tap it in past Jean-Louis Daruma, who I guess you could say he did make a mistake because he let it go under him, but Coman timed the shot well because it was right when Donnarumma was not on the ground, so he could not exactly get down in time. But that was it. That was the extent of Bayern's attacking for that half. Apart from that, Bayern did have possession. They did have what I would characterize as inroads into the PSG final third, but nothing in terms of actual threatening chances. There was one chance by Chupo. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, ha- I can't remember. I can't forget that. And it was created by Kingsley Coman again. Other than that, no. Nothing else. And in the meantime, you had Galtier. He apparently woke up at some point from his whatever drug-induced power nap he was taking in the first half, and he decided to sub on Presnel Kimpembe, which allowed Nuno Mendes on the left flank of PSG to go forward more because he was on Bayern's right flank, so PSG's left flank, and with Coman there and no true actual defender, it was very easy for him to get past Upamecano or Pavard and, you know, make the run in behind and send the ball centrally where a PSG attacker could get to it. That did not, however, cause real problems for Bayern Munich until Kylian Mbappe was subbed on. Mbappe was subbed on, what, around the 60th minute mark? I'm not exactly sure. Like, just a few minutes after Bayern Munich scored the goal. I think there is a decent chance that he may not have even played if... PSG were leading by that point or if PSG was still nil-nil. I think Galtier genuinely subbed on Mbappe because he saw he was losing. Mbappe came on and I wouldn't say he changed the game immediately because there was a little bit of time it took for him to adjust to the tempo of the game. But once he did adjust, he was getting behind Bayern's defense very um, worryingly often. Okay, So I would say that if he had started the game, would have made a huge difference to PSG. Despite that, PSG could not break through Bayern's defense. Some of that is down to Jan Sommer, who made a couple of good saves, maybe three, I think. And this was probably the most saves he has ever had to make in a single Bayern game. So good for him. He seemed to have earned his keep in this game. And finally, right near the end, Leo Messi would have been on through on goal, but then Benjamin Pavard came in, he made a tackle, slightly mistimed, and since he already had a yellow card from the first half, Michael Oliver had to give him a second yellow, and it was a red card, so he's going to miss the second leg of this game. And I'm not sure how suspensions work, but I think it's only a one-game suspension. In terms of suspensions as well, Verratti and Kimmich, who were the two players on each side, who were at risk of getting a yellow card suspension. Neither of them got that, so both of them will be available in the second leg, provided they're fit. And that is pretty much the game recap. PSG, I think from this game, they're gonna be kind of mixed from it, because the first 60 minutes, they were completely awful, and I think PSG fans will be rightfully disgusted by the way their team played. They were just, like, I I can't even describe how diabolical the setup was from them it was narrow it was not creative at all it had no pace it had no pressing it was like watching a team from the 1990s or something it's like i had i had no idea that teams still play like this in top five leagues because in germany at least you never see a team play like this even the lower tier teams in the dfp pokal play with more intensity than what we saw from psg in that first 50 minutes or so before Bayern Munich actually scored 
then when Bayern scored, they seemed to get some kind of urgency into their system. They started to get those runs in behind. And part of that is also down to the fact that Bayern Munich showed signs of that second half syndrome setting in again, where we kind of stepped off the gas in the second half and we did not really keep the concentration levels high enough. And therefore, there were more loose passes, worse counter-pressing in when we lost possession and there was also the fact that simply by subbing on Davies, subbing off Cancelo and putting Coman on the right wing, that was kind of like the tactical configuration changing that. It just made everything a little less stable overall. In terms of individual performances, main praise has to go to Kingsley Coman. He was the best player on the pitch today, including Mbappe and Messi and Neymar. PSG will be beating themselves up for letting this guy go because, first of all, he caused them so much misery in that Champions League final. And again, he's been the source of their misery today. Unfortunately, he had to be subbed off with uh, what looked like an apparent injury. I don't know what exactly happened to him, but it happened in what was a PSG counterattack. So maybe a muscle injury? I sure hope not. I don't know what exactly happened to him. I have not seen what the post-match interviews say. But I hope it's not serious because... We will need Kings of Coman in the upcoming games based on just what Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané did. Sané was not good at all. Jamal Muziala, very ineffective. And again, this is one of those things that I keep bringing up. You can't just have Muziala out there and not give him any support. You need Thomas Muller next to him so that he has someone to play off of, someone he can trust to be there when he needs a passing option. Those things were absent today, so it was very easy, despite the fact that PSG had a very narrow, very predictable, very boring setup, for them to neutralize Jamal Muziala because he was in no position to actually get anything done. When it came to actually doing stuff like escaping pressure or just making 1v1 dribbles, he was good at that, but those opportunities came few and far between because PSG, first of all, did not really have the ball all that much and they did not really press buying on the ball either so Muziala just did not get any chances to shine. Sané on the other hand he was very mediocre like people even on the game thread were saying that Sané should have been subbed off and I'm kind of baffled that he played the full 90 minutes. I was in favor of Sané starting simply because of how good he's been in the Champions League so far and also because of how good he's been in with his link-up plays with Muziala, Muller, Chupo and all of that but it just doesn't make any sense to have him not him play the full game and then have Muller only come on in the last 10 minutes and that too for Eric Maxim Chupomoting. Chupomoting himself had a decent or mediocre game. He was basically playing the Muller role, right? Which kind of baffles me. Like, why would you have a striker, a true striker like Chupo play like a link-up play role and effectively play almost like a false nine? Chupo was never really inside the box when crosses were coming in. And that seems like just such a missed opportunity. Why won't you use someone with his height and strength to get on the end of some crosses on some deliveries, which did happen in the first half, but Chupo was just nowhere near. He was a few yards back creating the play that led to the cross, which is just a massive misuse of his talents and also the talent that Bayern Munich have on the bench. Then you had Joao Cancelo. Cancelo mediocre game from him in the first half his crosses weren't exactly as fine-tuned as we have seen from him recently i hope it's just a case of fatigue but who knows maybe something is going on with him or maybe it's just the Bayern curse manifesting because we all know how poor Bayern Munich players generally are at crosses and now that he's been here in training with us for a few weeks maybe Cancelo is starting to catch that virus or curse or whatever then there was who should i talk about Yosua Kimmich Kimmich was actually good Goretzka was also good next to him. It was a pretty solid performance from them both. I was worried about Marco Verratti, but Verratti was kept quiet by Kimmich pretty much the entire game, so there's nothing really to report there. There is 
a good thing that he did not lose his cool and he did not get a yellow card even when he was fouled and pressured by Neymar from time to time. And on the other hand, I will say that PSG did not really put our midfielders under any kind of pressure. So arguably the next game against Gladbach will be a much sterner test for them, honestly. Then you have the defense. The defense, I, I, I have to praise them, honestly, because... Even though PSG were flat for 50 minutes, the last 30 minutes they did, like, do a decent amount. Like, they had Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar, while those three did not really combine in any appreciable way. It just looked like they were doing their own individual thing. Even so, I will give it to the defense. They did keep it mostly tight. They managed to keep Mbappe offside twice. And even in a game of fine margins, as long as you have VAR, as long as you keep the guy offside, it's good. You're good. And I will credit them for that Benjamin Pavard he did get a red card and I will say this I don't think his first yellow should have been a yellow I think Michael Oliver overreacted on that thanks to Neymar diving a little but second yellow was a fair yellow but it wasn't a bad yellow because Messi would have been through on goal when Pavard made that challenge so Pavard took a split second decision in the position he was in and he decided to go for it and he stopped the shot from going through and it was outside the box so only a free kick which PSG wasted and at the time that it happened it was like the 89th or almost the 90th minute so PSG did not have any time to make it use of their man advantage and by that point Bayern Munich were just playing such a disjointed game that sitting back and defending was all they could do at that point it's not like Pavard cost the team in in terms of getting another goal or two speaking of that I think that the approach today by Nagelsmann cost Bayern Munich maybe one or two extra goals. I think there was a good solid 3-0 win on the cards here today that Bayern Munich just squandered. They did not get it and I know that people will say yeah it's PSG it's a big team why why are you so upset about not beating them at their home ground by a larger margin. First of all I have to say we are Bayern Munich we don't care how big a team is and compared to us PSG are nothing okay. Second thing based on just how PSG played today do you think that they would hold a candle to some of the teams that we played in the Bundesliga already this season. They would not. They had no intensity, no pressure, and they didn't even have Mbappe for most of the game. So why is it that we played such toothless, pedestrian, languid, slow football when we could have been intense, fast, and accurate? It's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's just a bad way to approach the tie. Now, imagine what happens if, if this happens in the next leg of the tie where... Maybe in the first 10 minutes, you never know. Someone makes a mistake and Mbappe gets a goal within the first three minutes. Maybe it sounds implausible, that, but that's exactly what happened at the Allianz Arena under Hansi Flick back, what, in 2021. So it's more than plausible. It's something that's happened before. So if that happens, suddenly we are back to square one. We are one all and we will have to claw back into a lead position. So while it's not as bad as a nil-nil, and it's definitely not as bad as a loss, this was a massive missed opportunity from Nagelsmann, and it's the kind of thing that can easily sink a Champions League campaign against a better side. He needs to stop making these basic errors, okay? He needs to start capitalizing on first legs. He needs to start showing his team some semblance of faith. I don't understand how a guy like Fonzie gets dropped after a few slightly mediocre performances but then someone like Sané keeps playing after several performances where he doesn't really get a goal or assist. Then someone like Muller who regularly 
plays and gets goals and assists and is in red hot form gets dropped for one of the biggest games of the season for apparently no justification because he wasn't injured before the game Nagelsmann said that the reason that Muller was dropped is because he wanted Chupo to play but Chupo and Muller were playing together just fine in previous games so that is clearly just an excuse he just doesn't want Muller to play for whatever reason so Nagelsmann has he may claim that players play because of the performance principle but he seems to have certain preferences of which player he wants to play and where and he will compromise on those when it comes to certain players that he trusts or he likes such as maybe Joshua Kimmich who has not been as good recently or even Leon Goretzka who has quite a few mediocre games under his belt already this season. It's just one of those things that I really don't get about him and I wish he would be more transparent about. That is pretty much my entire set of observations. I think that if we had played a better team than PSG today, some team like Man City or Real Madrid or whatever, then we would have been absolutely cooked. But thank goodness we didn't and that's why we do these games our group stages seriously so that we can get top spot in the group and avoid the pot one seeded teams because imagine playing a team like napoli right now napoli are in red hot form they would have absolutely cooked us so good thing we play, played psg thank you christoph galtier for choosing a horrible lineup and horrible tactics and no thank you to julian nagelsmann for some really very poor tactics that got bailed out by individual moments of brilliance especially from kingsley coman that is pretty much all I have to say, and uh, thank you for listening. Remember, you can check out our match observations and match awards. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you listen to. And you can also find us on Twitter at BavarianFVWorks. Thank you for listening. This was I Need No Name on the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. Good night.